Welcome to a special mini-sode of Yield Crime, the show where Maddie and I discuss the funny, strange, and obscure crimes of yesteryear every Wednesday. This special bi-weekly segment is called Can You Crack the Cramp Word, which is slang for a difficult or obscure term, which I thought was very fitting. And joining me today is Kina from the Historical AF podcast. And before we begin, I'd like to give her the opportunity to tell us a little more about herself and her show before we start the game. Hi, everyone. Yes, I'm Kina, and I have had you on my show several times now. Yeah. So I am excited to be here. I am the host of Historical AF, and I am a real-life historian. So I have a piece of paper behind me that's proof. That I am also, <laughs> that's like a point. You can't see it's a podcast. It's fitting. <laughs> I can see it. I can vouch for it. It's there. <laughs> yes. In my real life, I am a director of education and museum programs at a war museum, a World War II museum. And then in my spare time, I cuss a lot and talk about historical nonsense on my podcast. It's a little bit of eerie and morbid, funny and weird history. And I just really enjoy these two polar opposites of my historical life. (laughs) It's wildly different. And I'm new to this professional like director game. And I have to remind myself sometimes like you can't talk the way you do on a podcast. And, you know, you got to be careful about talking about the podcast. I think if my people found out that I have a historical dick episode, that would be an uncomfortable conversation I'm not ready to have with anybody. <laughs> They'll be like, please do not put that as a potential exhibit in your budget for next year because we will not approve. I guess. I'm like, please don't Google me. <laughs> Just don't do it. Oh, which is funny because with my podcast, I have some of the greatest Patreon, their little family. And one of them sent me this little card of Rasputin because that's the joke. It's if you know, you know, Rasputin's mm-hmm. member is supposedly in a museum in Russia. So he sent me this little card of Rasputin. I was like, for good luck, I'm going to take it with me on my interview. And then I got the job. So now I'm like, well, now I have to hide it in my office because good luck. <laughs> so now I have this weird, tiny little Rasputin, the creepy ass, you know, just the peak Rasputin picture yep. just hidden in my office where nobody can see it. But I know it's there. It's a little piece of the podcast with me. There you go. Tiny Rasputin. That's That sh- should be like a phrase. <laughs> yes. Don't forget your tiny Rasputin for good luck. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the crazy eyes. He's so creepy. But I have this like endearment for him now since uh, true story. That story about the <laughs> his manhood in a jar is what inspired the podcast. My husband was drinking a Rasputin beer and I was like, hey, did you know <laughs> at the end of the whole spiel, I didn't let him shut me down he was trying and at the end he just looked so defeated he's like you need an outlet that is not me for this <laughs> help me so help you podcast. <laughs> yes <laughs> bless him he's had it with me <laughs> there are definitely times where i'll be having a perfectly lovely conversation with my husband and then i'll bring up some horrible 
true crime reference of some sort. And he'll just be like, why are you the way that you are? (laughs) Oh, my God. He says that to me all the time. The exact verbiage. Why? Why are you where you are? <laughs> like, I can't help it. This is who and I then, am. Yeah, especially true crime documentaries and stuff. He's like, are you planning to kill me? He's like, how do you know so much? I'm like, don't worry about it. Just don't worry about it. Yep, don't worry about it. You're safe for it's now. Yesterday, I was reaching for something in the garage. It was bug spray and I accidentally impaled myself with his TIG welder. So I was like, well, you can't murder me now because now my DNA is definitely in there. So <laughs> they're going to totally frame you because it's always the husband. <laughs> I know. I had to, to joke when I got hired at my current job because, you know, you're filling out all the paperwork and stuff. And I said, I am filling out a life insurance policy for you guys. Please don't murder me or at least wait five years before you do it so that people don't suspect you of murdering me. Exactly. <laughs> he's like, again, why Why are you the way that you are? And I'm like, I'm yeah. looking out for you so you can actually get the money. He's always like, how do you know that? No one knows that. I'm like, everybody knows that. Listen to some true crime. All right, my dude. The people who You're know, know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, good times. Good times. All right. So I'm going to ask you a a couple questions. Okay. So you have a unique format for your show that kind of changes the context of how you cover the topics that you discuss. Explain to our listeners who may not know you how it works and how you came up with the format. Oh, that's a good question. So mostly it is because I have a nice case of ADHD. <laughs> and mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about the different aspects of history, but I wanted to do it all if that makes any sense. My main goal of the podcast, I'll just start over here. So the main goal of my podcast was that I wanted to target people that say they hate history, because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of us had really crappy teachers, and we think it's boring, or we think it's just memorizing dates, and it's just, Mm -hmm. you know, nobody likes it. And I love history. I love everything about it. It makes me excited. But there's so many things that are hilarious and weird and Mm -hmm. just... You wouldn't believe it's true. So I wanted to be able to tell those stories. So I started thinking of ways I could do that. Like, how do I tell the funny? How do I tell the weird? And then one day I just thought, I was like, why don't I just roll some dice? So I made dice that had the different six segments on it. And that's where it kind of began. And it began where we did all of them in one episode. And then we were like, that's way too long. And Mm -hmm. then we broke it into two. And then that co-host moved and wanted to focus on her mental health and everything. So then I kind of changed it a little bit again but then it ended up just being an episode with two of those topics with a different guest each time and that format has been so exciting for me because with a new guest host Mm -hmm. it's a new vibe every time it's a new personality it's a Mm -hmm. new passion for history I have a mixture of historians and true crime and people that have no interest in me either. It's great. So it just changes so often now and it's never boring, which is great for my ADHD. Yeah. It makes it makes for a fun time. And like you said, I have been on a couple times and I've had a blast the few times that I've been yeah. on your show. So But it's it's also a fun challenge because if you're trying to find a weird topic about something that you typically wouldn't think is weird or funny, it, it makes you Find something that you may have never discovered before. So I've I've learned things that I've never knew existed. So it's been mm-hmm. really fun for me too. Yeah. 
So what case or story, depending on where you want to go with it, got you really interested and excited about history? Or have you always just been like, I love history? <laughs> I've always been like this. I My earliest memories was digging in the backyard as a kid thinking I found dinosaur bones and they were just like chicken bones or something. So, <laughs> I'm a hillbilly, like a legit hillbilly. <laughs> so I would just be out there with no shoes digging in the dirt and I'd be finding things and I swore it was a dinosaur. And then by seven, I was obsessed with ancient Egypt and I was trying to teach myself how to write hieroglyphics. And when most kids wanted like toys, I made my mom buy me replicas of ancient Egyptian artifacts. I still have them all. <laughs> and, you know, most kids have like pictures of, you know, some pop singer, some boy band on their wall. I had like, I have it on my wall now. I found it in my mom's stuff, but I had like the the bust of Akhenaten and Nefertiti. Like, I've just always <laughs> been such a weirdo, but I love history. And I think it's because my mom always gave us books. And some of the earliest books I she read to me and then I read was history and mythology. And just, mm-hmm. it just sparked something in me. And I've always known that there was something about me that was different. Again, small town, 400 people, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. You, unless you're dreaming big, you never think you're going to move away and be able to be a historian or whatever. But I always knew that's what I was going to do. So it's mm-hmm. just always been a part of me. That's cool. Yeah, I think the first era of history that I got into as well was probably ancient Egypt. Oh, it's so cool. (laughs) It's really cool. And I still, to this day, that's still probably one of the time periods that I find the most fascinating just because there's so much that you can learn about it and that we're still learning about it. Like it's there's still new stuff coming out all the time, which, yeah, it's just really cool. That's awesome. I feel you on the ancient Egypt. So if you could interview any figure throughout history, living or dead, who would you love to have a conversation with? Ooh. Oh, man. How do you pick one? I know. You can pick a couple if that's easier for you. If you were to have a dinner party. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. Okay. So one would have to be Anne Boleyn. Mm -hmm. I am obsessed with her. Not for the reasons I think most people like her. I... Personally, I know there's a lot of debate, but I really consider her one of like the mothers of modern Protestantism because she was really pushing that. And she was kind of that voice in Henry's ear that pulled him from the church. And a lot of the things that she did as queen, the prayer books and really pushing it kind of set off the Protestant movement. So I would like to just kind of pick her brain because she was brilliant and she was smart and strong and I kind of have a soft spot for women in history that go down in history for being frivolous, like Marie Antoinette, like, oh, let them be mm-hmm. cake. She never said that. She was not frivolous. She was actually pretty smart. She was just thrown into a country. She didn't speak the language. And people were like, oh, she's dumb. But like mm-hmm. a lot of these characters, I would just like to really meet them and get their personality. But Anne Boleyn, just something about her, I think, especially the the way she was treated when she died and just the smear campaign alone. And that's what people remember. I think that angers mm-hmm. me. Another would be Hatshepsut. She was the first woman pharaoh of Egypt. Mm-hmm. And she was like, I'm not a queen. I am a pharaoh. Bow down, bitches. And mm-hmm. I just love that for her. And I would just love to meet her. And to she was such a strong character. And she was so impressive and so powerful that they tried to erase her from history. And again, that just intrigues me. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Maybe like an ancestor. That would be kind of cool. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I just can't. I, know. <laughs> I could go on for hours. I know. 
yeah, it's hard once you like start thinking about it. And then like an hour later, I'd like after talking, I'd be like, oh, I should have said so and so. Damn it. And then I'm like, because <laughs> yes, you yes. start thinking about it like at, like later. Like who? Really oh, absolutely. Probably every episode I'll pick somebody and be like, oh, that one. That's the one I definitely want to meet. But yeah, just probably a lot of women. I, I have a soft spot for women in history. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Hello there, Gigawater gang. I'm Kina, the host of the boozy and delightfully foul-mouthed comedy podcast, Historical AF. I'm a nerdy public historian that is joined by a special guest each week to deliver funny, weird, spooky, and morbid historical nuggets you never knew you needed in your ear holes. Past topics have included the magical manhood of Russia's mad monk Rasputin, my hot take that aliens did not build the pyramids, Serial killers that both my parents happened to meet as children. Listen, I know what you're thinking. Kina, how do you even exist right now? Also, who was it? All right, I'll tell you. Spoiler alert, it was John Wayne Gacy and Mark Allen Smith. Anywho, we can't forget the spooky. I've covered topics ranging from the ghost of Anne Boleyn to the night marchers in Hawaii. Don't look at them, guys. If you do, you have to strip naked and you have to lay on the dirt. Dim's the rules. You can listen and subscribe to Historical AF wherever you get your podcasts. You can also follow on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Historical AF Pod. And finally, you can check out the website for links to listen, sources, because citing is sexy, photos, and more at historicalafpodcast.com. Okay, bye! All right, now that we've gotten the probing questions out of the way, <laughs> would you like to move on to the Victorian slang terms segment? Oh my god, I'm so excited, yes. <laughs> <laughs> So your first term is blue devils. Oh, it sounds fairly innocent. So it's probably a misdirection. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, uh. Oh my gosh. Is there any context? (laughs) Like any hints? Um, Um, I'm trying to think of a way I can use it in a sentence without completely giving it away. (laughs) Is it an ailment? I got a case of the blue devils. (laughs) A little bit, yeah. It's oh, a little it's oh. a little bit. Oh man. It does have to do with something that you experience as a result of indulging in a vice. Oh. So like inebriation. Blue mm-hmm. devil gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> as I sip on my vodka. The blue devil. <laughs> the clear devil. The clear, the clear devil. devil made me do it. <laughs> you can't see it, but it made me do it. <laughs> oh man that's interesting victorian that's that's i'm thinking too broadly victorian got a case of the vapors <laughs> i got a case of the vapors <laughs> bring me my smelling salts and seeing blue devils oh i don't know why the southern is getting worse when i'm talking about victorian. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh the hills come out so do you have a guess my my guess is some form of inebriation. That's my guess. The blue devils. Okay. You were on the right track. So blue devils are the apparitions supposedly seen by habitual drunkards. Oh, I was so close. You were very close. <laughs> very close. I love that. And I am now going to incorporate it into my daily life. <laughs> there you go. Add it to your lexicon. Yes. <laughs> your second term is this word makes me want to laugh because it sounds it sounds so naughty. Prigger of Proncers. 
Oh. Oh. <laughs> huh. I don't even know where to start with that one. Okay. <laughs> Prancers. Is it like a prancer? <laughs> like you're prancing? No, probably not. That's too easy. A, uh... Oh, this is hard. I knew it was going to be hard. <laughs> I don't know. I know. <laughs> I know. And that's the thing that's so funny about these terms is that like, they don't sound anything like no. what they actually mean. It's a massive misdirection. I have, oh my gosh, I can't even think what direction I want to go. I have never heard this or anything remotely close to this before. I'm going to, I'm going to say something related to prancing, some sort of person prancing. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to try. I'm going to, I'm going to give you a hint. So if okay. you stick with the prancing, what type of creature typically prances? My dog. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's a little boxer. He prances. Uh, a horse? Okay. So it has something to do with that. Okay. If it was a, if it was a prigger of prancers. Is it, is it somebody that does that weird prancing horse thing for show? person that rides it what is it called it's not an olympic event and it just makes me laugh an equestrian yeah well there's that one special one where they just do the little dance for their feet oh i don't know what that's called i forgot what it's called too a person that rides the horse for show does prancing <laughs> so bad at this <laughs> i swear i'm smart <sighs> a prigger of prancers is a oh. horse thief Horse thief. I was off, but that that makes sense. So the the prigger is the thief part, and yeah. I whenever I see that word for some reason I think frigger, like someone's like frigging somebody, and then I just start giggling. <laughs> I was just thinking frigate, like the boat, <laughs> <laughs> the frigate of bronzers. It's just a boat full of horses. <laughs> the weird connections my brain makes. <laughs> That'd be the most fun boat to be on ever. It's just a boat Wouldn't full of it? ponies. Oh, I love horses. <laughs> oh, no, I want that. No, I, I want to go on a boat full of horses. That could be our like podcast excursion. You know how some people have like live tours. We could just mm -hmm. have a cruise with a bunch of horses. <laughs> <laughs> Prancer pontoon party. <laughs> you won't get very many on a pontoon though. No, you will not. Unless they're like mini horses. You get like two mini horses on a pontoon. Like Sebastian from Parks and Rec. Yeah, Sebastian, little Sebastian. <laughs> little Sebastian. <laughs> little Sebastian rides again. That's what, that's what it'll be called. Oh, I love that show. <laughs> oh, that show is so good. So good. That's what I feel like. <laughs> again, this being a director thing is a new development for me, but I feel my inner Leslie nope coming out because I'm like, finally, I have arrived. I am in control. We will do all the things and I will be unreasonably optimistic about it. <laughs> I would like to thank Kina for joining me today for Can You Crack the Cramp Board? This has been really fun and it's always lovely to see you. Oh, I know. You're the best. I love <laughs> hanging out with you. It's always a blast. I'm always laughing. Sorry, I suck at guessing. Sorry, <laughs> You know will what? not add that to my resume. <laughs> Everyone's bad at it. So <laughs> it's not my strong point. <laughs> it's like not in anyone's repertoire. We'll just say that. 
And that's There's what's so fun about somebody, it. Somebody at a party somewhere is like, I am really good at this. And they're really proud of it. And I want that person to reach out to me and come on so I can prove them wrong. <laughs> and be like, you think you got this. You don't. I will find something you don't know. <laughs> that's incredible. <laughs> I will stump you. So before we go, would you like to tell our listeners where they can find you on social media? Absolutely. It's super easy. It's historical AF pod all over the place. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and the Tiki Talkie. You can find me. I find some cool stories and I've been sharing them on my Patreon for everybody, but I'm like, guess what I learned today? It's 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 fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like probably really annoying talking about one thing. I get really like zeroed in on a thing in history and I do that, but it's it's okay. But yeah, I have a Patreon if you want to do that. I do a lot of behind the scenes in the museum. It's been pretty fun that I can like do that. Because that is why, that's the true story as to why I wanted to work in a museum is I want to touch old stuff and I want to go behind the scenes. <laughs> it's all I've ever wanted is to go behind that door that says you're not allowed to go behind the door. And it's amazing. I, I want to legally be able to touch all the old things yes. that are hidden in a museum. Because every museum typically is... Probably anywhere from 70 to 90% of what they have in collection, you don't ever get to see. So it's all stored somewhere. So, yeah, it's it's really a shame. But that's always been my goal is I want to see everything. And I want to go into the places they won't let you go. <laughs> so That's awesome. I enjoy it. Well, on that note, as always, I'm Lindsay. And I'll see you next time with another tale as old as crime. <laughs>